Welcome to the Content Creator's Guide. This is a place where we expand our knowledge on what it takes to be successful in an ever-expanding world of content creation. Join me as I sit down with individuals sharing their success stories and tips that help them get over the hurdles they faced on their journey to creation success. All right, let's create. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Content Creator's Guide. I will be your host, Patrick Conway, also known in other circles as Jaxus. Today, I will be talking to one of the co-creators of the uber-popular band of Crazy Misfits, the Risky Biscuit Band. They have been, in just under three years, they have amassed a following of over 16,000 listeners on Twitch, along with an extensive library of hijinks on YouTube with about 1,000-plus subs on there, and a Twitter following that is reaching the 360 mark. Please give a warm welcome to Logan Daniels. What's up, yo? How are you? <laughs> uh, Jaxus, man, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about what we do on Risky Biscuit because I don't even know. You're probably going to help me figure some things out. We're going to have some. <laughs> we're going to have some revelations this evening. Well, from like I said, you know, from what I've gathered from watching your YouTube videos, being in your, you know, in your Twitch stream, um, and, and you were like, well, I don't really know what it is that we do per se. I mean, we play music, you have conversations, you joke around, you guys are funny as shit, and you bounce things back and forth a lot. I would call you pretty much a variety show, you know? Yeah, and, that's a good uh, assessment. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like to me, it's kind of a little, little, little bit of everything. It's like kitchen sink watching, but at the same time, it's entertaining. You know, well, I'm glad that you think so. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, to me, yeah, it's, a fun train wreck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been <laughs> a, it, with the, with these guys in particular, it has been a fun train wreck for a very, very long time. Um, and I think that it's the reason why it translated so well into Twitch is because we have known each other all for a very long time and have been in some, uh, crazy situations on stage where you just have to laugh about it. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's what makes it so comfortable in our channel. Um, so being a band already, you know, kind of established in the outside world on stage and things like that, what, uh, I, I tend to get right into things. So what was your inspiration for becoming a content creator online? Well, there was a necessity. Um, we were just a bar band in, here in Atlanta uh, that played a consistent uh, amount of gigs at the same places every single time. Mm -hmm. um, and so we already kind of had this like setup to be able to just play songs that we wanted to play and there was one gig in particular that we played every single week that lended itself for us to like there'd be nobody there at the beginning so we would just learn songs on stage um and then when the pandemic hit and we lost all of the gigs um we were streaming some of our performances for our neighborhood uh that we lived in because everybody was kind of in a close area and everybody was off of work so we just would get on our front porch turn up all of our speakers and just play to the neighborhood. We'll keep everybody at a distance. Well, about four and a half weeks of that on Facebook and us playing to the neighborhood, we had like 90 people out in front of our house <laughs> just all chilling, partying. Yeah. Out. All yeah. partying like every, every Saturday. And then uh, we would get done with that. And then we would go inside and set up our Twitch uh, page and 
stream a little bit on Twitch, whatever we could like kind of handle. Um, and then eventually there was like one Saturday it rained and it shut the whole thing down naturally. And then we just decided to continue to do Twitch after that. And we picked up three, I think we, there was one time we did four nights a week, but three nights was about all we could handle. And then it just started growing after that. We got equipment to be able to have the full band in. Um, and then pretty much we're here. <laughs> we're here now. So are you guys in a studio or uh, is yes. it a separate location? Is it, it is. A- it's in one of the band or two of the band members, uh, homes that, uh, they have a spare bedroom that they're able that they converted into a studio. It was already kind of converted into a studio because the other guitar player, Justin had a bunch of that equipment uh, because he is a producer anyway, mm-hmm. or he, or he still is and was uh, before Twitch. So we already had a bunch of equipment to be able to record with. And then he taught himself how to set all of that stuff up because he's got a crazy mind. <laughs> he's a mad I can scientist. Relate. <clears throat> I can relate. I had yeah. no idea what I was doing when I started. And then I was like, Oh, I'll just play with this OBS studio thing over here. And then I'll grab this DaVinci resolve thing and teach myself how to edit videos. And then mm-hmm. uh, what's this audacity thing. And I, Oh, now I can edit sound. I, I like programs. So I just mess around with stuff. And then boom, one day I was able to use it. Like, yeah, oh, it, it yeah. really translated well with Justin too, because of course he had that musical production background. And so he mm-hmm. was he was already familiar how to run uh DAWs and other sort of programs. And so it OBS trans OBS was the toughest one that he had to learn. Um, but like even like he learned Photoshop and a and uh and a little bit of DaVinci. Um but he was able to put it together really quickly and kind of keep up with the trend of us like growing and getting better and better and better. So, uh, necessity breeds, you know, invention, man. It's like, it really how does. It works. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he said, I don't want to do this alone. Although he's totally capable of doing it by himself. He was like, I don't want to do this alone, man. You should come and jam with me too. And we'll just have fun with it. Like we did when we played all of our gigs and stuff. And sure enough, um it it became a thing uh yeah yeah it, it it's been it's been a lot of fun i i can't i can't complain about it at all uh to me it's just like a party that never ends you yeah know, it, I, I have never been so comfortable playing three nights a week with the same four guys <laughs> right yeah and, and no fights <laughs> yeah well not we, ma- not many <laughs> not many yeah not many um i would uh i would say too that it has really Uh, it really advanced our ability to be able to be uh, the kind of band that now would translate out into the real world as being something that would be like a unique experience. Um, We're not your normal like cover band that you would see in a big city like Atlanta. You know, you have your tribute acts and you have your wedding bands and, and corporate style bands that go over really well but we offer something that could be completely different that would cater to maybe your, you know, uh, whatever your needs would be. I mean, we had um, a chatter in particular that lived in Georgia and he asked us to come and play his wedding. Um, And we got to play tool uh, at their wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got to play bands like silver chair at they like, they already knew our song list and they just went through our song list and picked out the songs they wanted to hear and curated a set for them that was not your typical wedding. You were like, <laughs> okay, 
cool. This is yeah. different. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, we were we were used to playing those style gigs. Like I said, we played bars and we were a bar band and and we could play weddings and we had, but as far as like the the people that we were playing the wedding for had been like friends of ours basically for a year and then curated their own set list and we were able to provide all the 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 things they needed sound wise. Um it was really it was a really cool experience. So um so yeah, it's that's you know, it, that's it, awesome actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it like I said, it translates to now being like a very unique style cover band um to boot. Like just just to be able to have the repertoire that we have. And we were really well rehearsed, like most other bands like in that realm are super rehearsed. We are incredibly rehearsed of being able to feed off each other, jam, bring in new songs on the fly. I mean when we do live learns, it takes roughly about 30 minutes to learn a brand new song. And that's, that's pretty good for a band to just play. Yeah. Out play of a song like that, you know? Yeah. So uh, what was your biggest hurdle when you guys were getting started? Like, you know, technical or whatever, you know? Um, I think that the, um, I think it was like, at first it was the songs, um, you know, as we kind of gained, a little bit of popularity to where we were averaging around like 50 people a night. Um, we ran into like people requesting the same song every single time that we played. Uh, and it, it's not like it would be the same people. Requesting no, I'm not doing songs. Wonderwall again. Yeah, it was like that. And, to, and I'll be honest with you. The song was comfortably numb for us. Really? And we because huh. we would play it all the time, but of course, great song and right. we nail it. But after like the third time that week or the fourth time that week, it's like, dude, we don't want to ruin that song for ourselves. <laughs> no, it's just like any other song you hear too much of, you know? Right, absolutely. And so and a sport especially like being the musician that plays it, it you know, it tends to have another sort of I have a request for your band. Okay. All right. Let's I've see listened to you, I've listened to you guys for a while now. Now, mind you, you may not. <laughs> so it's Presidents of the United States of America. Doom buggy, bro. Let's go. <laughs> Look. All right. Little blue doom buggy. Here's what I'm gonna saying. do. I'm gonna, this, is, this is just gonna be between me and you. Mm-hmm. The, you know, just got a guy here. <laughs> um. I uh, I have a uh, a live learn list. We every month we do one Thursday a month to to learn new songs mm-hmm. based off of like songs that we want to do. Maybe take off some songs that we don't want to do anymore. Um, and I am going to put that song in my suggestion for uh, for live learns. That's so, cool. Yeah, because so I you, I was sitting there listening to you guys, and I'm like, well, my first thought was Bull Weevil. You know, and I love that one too. Yeah, but I was like, ah, after listening for like sitting there for a minute, I'm like, you know what, Bull Weevil might be something they've already done. So I'm gonna go with something that I know they probably haven't even thought to touch. And I'm like, Little Blue Doom Buggy. That song is so quirky and funny, and just uh, I love that band. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's just it, I love bands like that. And it was like when I was listening to you guys, I don't remember what you were playing. I was like that reminds me of the presence of the United States of America. Like your vocals and everything was chiming. Uh, the two of you were kind of going off each other at the moment. I'm like, that sounds like that same harmony. Yeah. I, bet this, I bet they could pull this off with no problem. Oh yeah. I mean, and we're like, 
we're 90s kids for sure yeah, like yeah. all of us are 90s kids uh, rashad's the youngest one or will wheaton yeah will wheaton is the youngest one in the group but still like we all grew up listening to that that 90s stuff and um we're big uh they might be giant fans i'm a i'm a big ween head i love ween um uh presidents was like one of the bands that i listened to as a teenager as well that that entire first album they put out was just yeah it was magic man i mean i would do i would almost do any any one of those songs oh uh, yeah on that album i don't think there really had any songs on there that i I mean there's a couple that i would probably get tired of but like if you're just going through like a listen through yeah yeah i could listen the whole album yeah it's like blind melon you know, yeah, we're blind the same thing. Kids, yeah, you know? we're was, we're all big fans of that band too. Yeah. So, well, I saw you guys uh, did. Uh, you guys do change. Yes, we do yeah. change. We've tried to do other songs. Um, uh, and uh, you know, Shannon's vocals were just all unmatched. I can say is- <laughs> <laughs> we do know rain, and actually, yeah. that's a that's a whole other thing too. We we actually don't even do the original version of No Rain anymore because we had this. Uh, style change that we did one night where somebody suggest in our chat suggested we do no rain in the style of disco and it actually sounds slaps. better it yeah. slaps so yeah. hard i can see i can I, my mind can picture that so yeah like, yeah it, it's so much fun so uh but yeah we're big fans of like uh justin uh, says one of his top five albums is soup mm. um, and uh he you know we can listen to those albums i listen to the first album front to back like anytime i can um but yeah but the but the hurdles and stuff so like we so what we did was to keep from having to play the same songs over and over again uh we created this um system to where each um if the song gets played once in the month we add a it takes a $5 donation to be able to uh, hear the song again that month. And if we, if you do pay the $5, uh, it, it'll go up to $10, you know, and so on and so forth. And, but then it accumulates, yeah, it it accumulates, but at the beginning of the, each month, uh, the very first stream that we do for that month, we do something called first hits free and uh, we'll wipe all of the prices clean on the, um, on the song list uh and and there are even some songs that where they're 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 so popular to request that will bump the price up significantly like so like freebird um after it gets played once it's 75 dollars to hear the song thank again, god right <laughs> so and and this no is coming to from freebird i love the song but right yeah you know <laughs> and you can only play it so many times too you can know you what i mean some skinner and we kill it. That's the other thing too, is like we kill it. And um and and coming from a guy who is like an early Skinnerd fan, I grew up listening to that. My parents were big fans of Skinner growing up. Credence, yeah. Uh, yeah, all of that uh, stuff. Yeah. Um the Allman Brothers. Uh yeah. so so we have certain songs that do uh that are coveted. Um, and it has it has really worked out in our favor uh because it gives us the opportunity to keep things fresh. Um, and, uh, and we're also being able to kind of monetize in the performance too, um, because you never know what we're going to do with the song either. We don't even know, like we could be feeling, uh, the jam section or the, so Justin could be ripping a really great solo and the song is extended, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, uh, and two, we also have a system to where you can pay $5 or more to get certain songs that are already in the queue. Let's say that you're like, Oh, I like all the songs that are in the queue right now, but I want to bump one up to the a top spot. You know, you can pay $5 or more to get your songs bumped up. So that way, you know, once we play a finite amount of songs each stream, because we only really have the capacity to be able to do so much. I think you guys do like mostly it seems like you do about three hours. We do we do a four hour stream, but it's 15 songs does equate to about three hours. But we talk about the songs. We, we try to make sure that right before we perform the song, we're like getting parts right that we don't maybe remember so well. Right. Um, and so there is a conversation that's had, we give ourselves the time to be able to cue up the songs musically, um, dog, he plays on an electric kit and it takes him time to find the right drum kit for the song that we're playing. So that takes a, a good, like five or six minutes. So we have to banter in between while he's looking for the song. Right. Right. You got to fill filler. <laughs> mm -hmm. and then and then each one of us also has like our own guitar sounds for it get what guitar we're going to use sometimes i play piano what kind of um, loopers do you guys use well that's the whole uh as far as looping is concerned we don't really have anything that syncs us all up um we it's all just basically our headphone mixes um mm. dog is dog is the brain basically he's got the tempo uh, and we just follow him and everything else just kind of falls into place. There, there are a few uh, delays that we might set on our vocals. I guess with a full band, you don't really need that either. I mean, because like the juke, he, you know, he'll do the He'll do the little bit of a drum, stop mm -hmm. it, and it'll just keep going for him. And then he'll go over here and do this and then he'll do, he'll do that. So you guys right. don't really need that being a full size. I mean, because you guys got everything covered, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking because there's two guitarists. That's both of you. Mm -hmm. right yeah logan both and both of us yeah both of us play piano justin and i both play piano on top of playing guitar will wheaton is the bass player he's just the bass player yes okay. and then uh, uh dog has been known to step up and play a little guitar for like certain songs but he is our drummer essentially right um but yeah your, we don't he's a timekeeper <laughs> he is the timekeeper for yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. um but yeah we you know so we have a finite amount of songs that we play per set and once all those songs get paid for, you know, we basically shut it down and you have to try again the next time if you maybe want to hear your song. Um, and throughout time, we've developed different uh, different incentives to the to the creation of the song list um, to make it possible for maybe people who don't have a whole lot of money to be able to bump their songs up when they get the opportunity. Um, we always do like this mad dash to the song list right at the beginning of the show so people can like you know it's we have shut down streamer song list so many times <laughs> well, you kind of uh, have to sometimes you know i mean if you get overblown well i mean i mean just like with the mad dash where we count down to like opening up the request line it's just like people are just sitting there clicking on their mouses like trying to get their song first because once it <laughs> hits the very first top spot we can't, it doesn't get bumped. It's everything from two and below. Oh. Um, and so, so it's a lot of fun. There's like that gaming aspect of it. Um, and then of course we have our normal, um, goals set for, for the stream that make it interactive with our chat. If we reach a certain amount of money, we'll do something like a style change, which is, 
which is where we will take a vote in chat. We'll get chat to start listing a bunch of songs that they know that we know, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or songs that they think we can do. We'll read the chat and we'll pick out four of them. And then we'll, uh, we'll play the next song in the queue while they poll chat which one they would want us to change. And then the, when that poll's finished, we ask for style, different styles of songs, whether they be band related, like play it like Radiohead or play it like Creed um, uh, and play Same as Elvis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, play, uh, yeah, play corn in the style of Elvis. Um, it's one of and, the things Fen does too. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so, and so, but we get our chat to, we, we create a poll and we get our chat to help us basically think of the songs and then the style, and then they still vote on it. And sometimes it's been absolute gold. Uh, we like I said, we had the no rain disco style. Um, we have done things in the style of um, uh, tool. I think we did come together by the Beatles and the style of tool, which was really good. Wow. That must be interesting. And all of these videos, all these, like some of the style redemptions do make it onto our YouTube page where we've like clipped. God, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've had, we've had some really cool ones. So chat, like sometimes chat doesn't disappoint. Um, and then of course we also have uh live learns. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll try to do a live learn of a song that chat has picked out. Uh, in our discord page or through like you know the actual like chat poll uh and then we'll try to learn i think we learned um uh uh i ran so uh, i ran by a flock of seagulls that was like a live learn that we did uh where we've never played that song before ever but chat wanted to hear it so we did it Awesome. I mean, this is a good lesson for uh, new content creators on how to engage with your chat rooms and to utilize that to help, especially in your monetization elements of your uh, Twitch stream. So uh, this is much appreciated information to my listeners. Also, um, what kind of microphones do you guys, I mean, do you guys all use the same kind of uh, microphone setups or what? Yes. And the only microphones that we use, uh, are for our vocals. Um, like I said, uh, the drummer has uh, an electronic kit and he uses something called addictive drums, which, uh, which are really legit sounding patches, very realistic patches that he puts into his, um, he has his own like separate laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of the band, um, we use amp simulators for the guitars uh, we use um, the Strymon Iridium pedals, which have a great sound to them. Um, and then our bass player just so happens to go through, he he has a direct line, um, but he goes through one of uh, a really nice Avalon compressor, like an outboard compressor. Uh, that is that Justin, all XLRs? No, um, it is all quarter inch uh, inputs that we use. Okay. Uh, even from the brain that uh, the electric drums run from, it is a stereo signal, but it is all quarter inch. We run them into preamps, and then we run the. That's where the that's where the the XLR conversion would be is in the preamps. Okay, um, so there is some XLR connection. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. but every, all the instruments being virtual running into the preamps and then running into um, a Pro Tools HD rig that has been hijacked by Ableton. <laughs> and and that's on a separate computer. And then we run a stereo mix from that computer into our streaming computer, which holds 
OBS and all of the other sort of streaming uh, tools. Yeah. yeah, streaming tools and stuff because we want to try to make we we really do want to be a really great sounding band. Oh, um, you guys got an incredible studio sound. I can tell you that. Um, we, I don't hear any like um, I've got an ear. Mm-hmm. So I, I I listen for pops and dings and all that kind of stuff, and I don't hear any of that. It's yeah. very crisp, and I think a lot of that is due to the fact that you're using a digital pickup element. And um, so I'm assuming your microphones are unidirectional stuff, just straight to your face. Whatever yeah. comes out of your mouth is what you're going to hear. Yeah, basically. I mean, it, they they also run on their own separate preamps. They use the, I think we use the, I think it's Lion Audio uh preamps and then the other preamps are something completely different justin would know a little bit more of the specifics on that but the four vocal mics or the five vocal mics that we use all go through um their own separate uh preamps as well um so and yeah all the microphones are basically what are these the sure smb yeah the smbs so um and we've been is that the smb or is that the mb7 uh smb okay i'm pretty sure it's (laughs) that's the price you want (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it's the your normal uh run-of-the-mill uh well this one here is microphone. about the this one is a different see i have the xlr port yes here, but i also have a usb connection on this one okay so, yes yours is yours is different than mine mine's the mv7 it's a little bit lower grade okay but as you can tell by the sound you can't really tell it i mean it's still a sure sure microphone but right yeah it seems like these are like the standard for anybody who's either doing a professional podcast or musicians who you know aren't going for the old studio style microphones to tell you the truth these have they're really starting to make a big a big uh way in uh standard uh with uh with just like basic recording of vocals Mm -hmm. um even like live performance sort of stuff i've seen people use it we use these to record um we have a we actually did put out an album on youtube and bandcamp uh, that were uh, it's a charity um, album that we put out for unions. Mm-hmm. It's all punk rock stuff, and we recorded all the vocals on these mics. We didn't use any condenser mics or anything like that. We just all had these, and it sounds great. I I love these things. It's kind of like I now mind you, it comes with a lot of like you know equalizers things that you can mess around with it. But if you leave that alone and just mm-hmm. leave it flat, mm-hmm. the microphones do all. I mean, if you need that studio sound. You can just lean in, you know, yep. and it's it's that kind of a microphone. So it's like, I, I think these are just perfect the way they are. Plug it yeah. in and go. Yeah. You ultimately, know? I mean, it is a dynamic microphone, so you can yeah. really push it hard and it'll, it'll be just fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you guys do your YouTube stuff, what kind of editing software do you guys use for the video on that? Um, well, Dog, the drummer does our uh, video editing and he uses DaVinci. Um, and he kind of taught himself how to use it, but he's, Same he, <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he has a background in, um, in computers anyway. And so it was, he's the fastest at being able to go through the content and be able to make the kind of crazy edits that he makes for the clip videos that he does. Um, and to be honest with you, he, in my opinion, is just a genius with some of the stuff that he comes up with through our banter um and makes it just what it was already kind of funny to us in the stream in general visual aids change everything but man man, yeah it really did change it up and when he started doing that and saw the kind of um reaction he was getting from all of us 
I, uh, you know, I really love that, that he, that he took to that, man. It, it's, uh, it's been one of the, um, in my opinion, it's been one of the coolest things to be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, some of it can be just absolutely ridiculous stuff. So it's like, where'd it go? Oh, I hey. just, there, there we go. Hi. Hey, Luigi, how you doing? You know? Yeah. But And and there's so many programs out there that do kind of weird stuff. And I I, I think it's. I saw some of the things you guys did in the middle of your shows. And obviously that's him doing that as mm -hmm. you'll be talking about one thing. And then this like little character just come popping onto the screen and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. and it captures your attention. So it, it, anything it captures and keeps your attention for a minute. That's, that's gold. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. All right. Um, folks, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to say thank you to everybody who listens to the show. Uh, thank you to all my Patreon listeners for your support. If you have not yet and would like to, please like, follow, subscribe, and uh, write me a review so they can find me on the internet and I don't stay in the uh, world of mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> you can also send me an email with your comments and questions at ccreatorsguide at gmail.com or you can follow me at Twitter on not at Twitter, on Twitter, at C Creators Guide. And uh, we'll be right back after this message and a short clip from today's talent. I'm your host, Maverick Stone. It's me, Gingerino42. I'm Roman. Hey, this is Sassy Lady. And I'm Jaxus. And we, we are the Fallout Roundtable. Join us as we explore various topics from the Fallout universe brought from multiple perspectives. We can be found on your favorite podcatchers from Spotify to iTunes. Or follow us on Twitter at FalloutRTB or our email FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Be sure to rate, follow, and subscribe. Thank you. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so would you like to go ahead and set up this clip we're going to listen to? Yeah, sure. Um, so this clip is from one of our streams. And... Like I said before, we do this thing called a style redemption. So when we hit a certain donation point, we get our chat to um, to start throwing names of songs that we know or maybe songs that might be easy for us to do. Um, and uh, we get them to vote in a poll. And then we uh, after they vote on that, we get them to throw us style changes for that song. And then we throw that up in the poll. And one night in particular, we had our chat pick blink 182s all the small things in the style of nine inch nails um and yeah i i think it's a slapper i i thought it was like one of our coolest style redemptions and uh and this happens fairly often on our uh, on our stream and it's a lot of fun uh good chat interaction all right folks let's go ahead and listen to the clip and there oh, calibrin let's go sweet sweet thing all right we are we get to do a style, style change now change time Here's what we need from you guys, chat. We'll we'll, we'll go ahead and start this up, but Re Rashad and I will some songs. Yeah, let's let's get to recommending some songs. Let's get some poll music going. Uh, we would like you guys to vote on what song we're going to change the style to or of. Style, <laughs> style, style change. No, we just what we need from you guys right now is to throw songs songs, uh, songs at us. Song. Have we done a different version of all the small things? That was good. Small things. All the small things won. So what style are we going to do all the small things in? Everybody start. Barry White. Doing, doing, throwing styles out to us. Yeah. Come on, chat. Let's let's get some styles going. Go. In the style of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> so yeah, in like industrial. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the small things in the style of Nine Inch Nails. 
I knew it. And we're going to do like Pretty Hate Machine. We're going to do like industrial shit. Yeah. But but I'd be down with with, uh, March of the Pigs, too. We could probably definitely do like uh, uh, Head Like a Hole pretty easily, I think. I think so, too. It would probably be the one that would fit the the way the chord progression works. Say it ain't so. I will not go. (laughs) Turn the lights off. Carry me home. Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely be, I can definitely pull that off. And then what would we do for the na 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 part? Na 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 na. Okay, yeah, that's definitely what I'm gonna be doing now. <laughs> That shit was great. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys should definitely go check this stuff out on YouTube, man. And uh, there's so much other stuff on there. He's got, they got like short clips of them just bantering and joking around. I sat there for probably half an hour just trying to find a clip to play. And <laughs> like, I was just like looking at the different shit was going on. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are funny, dude. And then I was like, because I've only been in your your physical show like the first time uh juke was there which mm-hmm. was the last time juke was there i'm assuming uh and he came in and he was playing piano with you guys mm-hmm. and i sat there and i'm like oh these guys they they like don't suck cool <laughs> hey. so i came back and, uh, and i'm pretty basic man if you suck you suck if you don't <laughs> suck i'm gonna hang around you know um but like so i came back in when juke wasn't there to see how you guys interact with each other on your own i'm like okay this is kind of cool they're you know and I got I caught some of the tunes and I'm like, I can get down with this because I'm an old heavy metal head. Okay. You guys, I think you were doing rooster or something. You know? Oh yeah. And, Danny kills that one. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, damn, man. Like just and, and you guys, the guitar riffs and the kick, you know, everything was just it was on point. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. I can get down with this shit. And then uh then you guys started joking around again, and I'm like, okay, I can <laughs> I can hang out with these guys, you know. I mean we used to go to a club called Spanky's um, and it was like a punk slash heavy metal-ish kind of area, but like 
we would party there and you know it, it it's where slam dancing turned into moshing yeah you know, th that's kind of what this place started out was was an old punk place that mm -hmm. had like barbed wire around the dance floor you know <laughs> and, uh, yeah we use a uh, chicken wire here in georgia you know what i mean yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know so cali boys can get a little crazy too um, yeah we're uh it's so funny you mentioned that man because uh everybody justin uh and I are really big uh, Bad Religion fans. Oh, um, nice. And yeah. Yeah. So uh, he actually, I, I put up a bit of a fight with Bad Religion for a long time. And then he convinced me to like listen. He was like, man, just listen to it. You got to listen to it, bro. And yeah. uh, and so I I uh, went on Am or I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw that somebody had suggested uh, this, this book, uh, Do What You Want, uh, which is all about Bad Religion. <laughs> like whole story and stuff and so i started yeah. reading it and i dove i dove into it so hard that i just like have become a huge fan of it and wish that i had been a part of the punk scene <laughs> back in the day oh man when i was a young kid man we used to that was our thing is i always looked for the strangest undergroundish kind of stuff i could find like okay so here's an example i listened to um black flag mm -hmm. at a carnival for free hell yeah see that, that's what, and yeah. that was what they talk about in these books it's like yeah we would basically would just play kind of show anywhere up somewhere that would have us yeah. yeah and and somebody would have the pa and they would just be like we're doing the party here and that's what's up and and it just went down that way because you had the people that were like willing to show up to go to the show you yeah know? i mean I, I was a i was a big punk head back then and it that's was like awesome. anything i can get my hands on you know <laughs> yeah that's dope um, but yeah, dude, I mean, well, you know, hanging out with us on our channel in particular, it's kind of like being in your garage. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, we're, I mean, we've all known each other for so long and we have been doing this for a very long time. So we have a rapport with one another. Uh, we do like to keep things lighthearted and lighthearted and we enjoy the comedy, uh, of all of us together because we're just like, essentially if how we are on stream is exactly how we are if we weren't on stream and we were all hanging out. It's like the same Genuine. exact thing. Yeah. We, yeah, I, I would smell bullshit. I would yeah, smell, I, I would have been like, yo, bro, come on now. This is an act. <laughs> yeah. Like y'all um, rehearsing bullshit here, you know, it's like, well, yeah. why do that? No, no. I think real recognizes real and it, it you know, it'll feel it, you know? Yeah. It, Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah no. When we um, went out so, to TwitchCon, it was like that. You know, we were just like, we we were just we were all four together or with Danny too. Danny was with us, and uh, all of us being together, just like cutting up. I mean, it just created this atmosphere where people were just like, let's just go kick it with them. Yeah, right. And that's that's the thing is, it, it, you just want to feel comfortable. Everybody yeah. just wants to feel comfortable. So when you get around like minded people, it's really like for me. I'm not a musician per se. I sung in a band for a while. And I'm not going to claim I was any good, but, um, you know, but I, I've had that experience and that feeling of that bond that is created between a band. And I've also been a fan hanging out in the room and mm -hmm. I'm just a music nut. Like, I mean, you obviously you heard my ranges kind of flow in different directions. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I like Bach and Vivaldi and Tetraskovsky. So like, and, and that's the classical music elements of things. Yeah. And, like I grew up with Randy Travis and, and, you know, Clint Black and things like that with my mom, you know, and then it, so my ranges kind of flow everywhere. And, and that's it, a good thing. 
Yeah, well, to be well musically rounded is, and then the hip hop scene, mm-hmm. like you know, I, I'm from the Eminem era of him coming up. You yeah, know, you know, that era kind of changed our mindset. Now, mind you, I was listening to like you know KRS One and things like that. Right. Yeah. You know, a little bit more of the political element of stuff and like Immortal Technique. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the, damn. They're heavy yeah. hard. I hadn't heard know? that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at the same time, on the punk element of things, I was listening to like Clutch. Oh yeah, for know? sure. You know, and so it's like it, it, those flip flops back and forth gives you that encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, uh, you know, to to have a um to have such a plethora of things that you can uh draw influence and entertainment from is is always better than just being like, you know, have your blinders up and stuff. And my, my, my point being is, is I see that in each of the group members that you play with. Yeah. Because you guys all have similarities, but mm-hmm. there's also vast differences between each of you. Oh, that is very true. And yeah, I mean, I can see it plainly. Like I, I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, Will Wheaton's very different from you know, Logan over here. You know? Yeah. And Justin's um, got some variations from Logan, but they have a lot, a lot of similarities there. Mm-hmm. But, and then the drummer, he's got his own like technical style that I see there, That, but he's also got a rough grungy edge to him. Dog. Each one of us does have our, uh, an eclectic, sort of um approach toward music uh mm. you know i uh i personally was a really big fan of um uh jam music um and country music especially the 90s stuff that you had mentioned mm. um and f- folk singer songwriter stuff uh i'm a really big fan of john mayer um and then justin is a bad religion tool nirvana um, but he also likes newer stuff like Andy Schaff, which is re- uh, Father John Misty. Um, so his his range could be crazy. And then Rashad is really big into um, he likes a lot of the country stuff, too. Uh, but he also likes They Might Be Giants and uh, bands like Men I Trust, things that are a little bit more avant garde. And yeah, then, no of course, one. like I said, yeah. And then, of course, Dog is just he he likes anything that is going to get his ears to kind of perk up. I mean, just the other night we covered a Casey Musgrave song and Casey Musgraves is the last artist that I would have expected dog to be like, who was that? <laughs> you know, that was so, interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, but we're all open to each one of our styles and we bring that. We, we like, uh, accept that with one another whenever it goes, whenever it comes down to us making the music, because, even though one person might not listen to them religiously or like listen to that sort of style religiously, like the other person has, we at least give each other the courtesy to like play the song um, that we want to play. we like, when we do our live learn um, Thursdays, uh, each one of us picks a song throughout, you know, a month's time. Uh, we put a list together and then all of us vote on the song that they want to play. So it's like, they'll give us like a hand, I'll give them like a handful of song, like Credence, Blind Melon, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Talking Heads. I have those four songs, which one would the boys like to back me up on? Um, and that's how we add songs to the list. So that way, none of us are getting like a one-sided sort of genre on the channel um, because we do like to be eclectic. on our So um, to jump into my next question, because it's, I want to get into this one here is, 
just because of the name you guys spanned, it really interests me. <laughs> um, what went through your head when you guys came up with the name Risky Biscuit Band? <laughs> okay. Um, well, it uh, it came from uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine was riding with Justin and I to a gig, and we had just gotten struck down on our Instagram page for having the name Chief Wiggum. That was the original name of the group, but they were like, Oh, it's a copyright strike. Fallout boy ruined that for you. And we we're like, okay, great. And then, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. And the, the ex of mine, she just happened to be super country. Uh, cause she was from Macon, Georgia. And she was like, well, y'all should just call yourselves risky biscuit. And we, Justin and I both got a kick out of that. Um, and, when we started telling people what the name of the band was, we could see the people that we were telling, they would like light up a little bit. They understood that they understood risky biscuit in a loud crowded bar before they understood chief Wiggum. And so risky biscuit just kind of stuck. Um, and then of course, when we moved on to Twitch, we had no motivation to just be like, Oh, we're going to call ourselves something different. Why don't we just call it what we've been calling it? ourselves for a while because nobody else there's a couple of people out there that's like risky biscuits but not risky biscuit band and so we just ran with it and that was it that there that's like, all wait she wrote about somebody that. else has got that name <laughs> or oddly Andy enough Bucket? we yeah. we found out that the very because we used to just have like a press kit that was online that you that just anybody could go to and the very first like risky biscuit little logo that we put up, we found out that there was a breakfast store in Australia that was selling like biscuits, <laughs> took our, like took the logo and put it up on their shop. And somebody sent us the Google maps street view of the, of the shop. And they were like, <laughs> dude, they totally like stole your shit. Um, <laughs> We well, they don't have the same copyright laws as you do out here, so I guess so. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we, there was nothing we could really do about it, but ultimately, uh, I, I don't know if the I don't know if Risky Biscuit went out of business or not. I don't know if their biscuits sucked or not, but I do not promote the Risky Biscuit biscuit shop. All right. Well, I've got another question for you. All right. What do you think is a question that new content creators or new musicians getting into Twitch fail to ask when they have the opportunity and of course, what would your answer be to that question mm. that you would think would be pertinent? You know what I mean? I would say, you know, um, how do how do we expand the community? Because as a brand new Twitch streamer, it can be daunting and overwhelming the size and the scope of the community that you're jumping into, basically. Mm -hmm. Um I remember the very first couple of big raids that we had gotten, um, the uh, the Fantastic Plastics and Hallocene and um, our, uh, acts like autopilot as well. They were all like pulling in five, 600 people a stream, and then they would just go and raid somebody that had like 25 people. <laughs> and um, they would shit themselves yeah oh and then, my god what do i do it's too yeah. many people <laughs> and then and all of a sudden somebody that is like used to just playing tiny coffee shops small audiences maybe even like basically like still learning their instrument all of a sudden have this audience in front of them that are either gonna chew them up or they're going to 
find it endearing yeah Yeah. they're gonna they're gonna enjoy it and um until it happens you don't know how to ask but even navigating once it happens is very encouraging and so if if there was a new streamer out there that was like they don't ask that question i think it's also because it's hard to explain what that experience is until it happens to you but just know that you can get like you can persevere somebody is going to see what you're doing and want to help um whether they're musician musically inclined or not they're gonna they like they might see something in you that they want to be a part of right at the beginning um we have plenty of uh fans that have that enjoy the smaller streamer aspect of the uh of twitch and mm-hmm. they don't come around as often anymore, but that's okay because if it wasn't for those people that enjoyed that, we would have never been able to have a springboard into where we're at now. Um, right. And uh, and but as as a brand new content creator, that would be something that I would say: ask that question when it happens to you to the people that raid you or the people that come in and are like interested in what you're doing because that's how you get that's how you catch the bug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and networking, man, that's a big deal. It is crazy. And, you know, I will say this, that Twitch music has probably one of the most uh, positive um, communities that is on Twitch right now. I mean, uh, that's been uh, my experience from being on the listener side of things. Yeah, I mean, you do get so there is the heckler guy that shows up and, you know, the douchebaggy dudes that you know and sometimes it's funner to just play with them for a little bit mm-hmm. and mess with them and sometimes they'll turn around and stop being a douchebag and then there's other times where it's just like no you got to cut the chain on this hat you know bye-bye right you know? <laughs> and, and, but it happens so few and far between and even then you know like we we as a full band have the ability we've we've been heckled in all kinds of situations so it's easy for us to handle it um, from our from our standpoint, but there are some people that don't ever experience that sort of thing, and it can be overwhelming. But just know that the community that you're starting in, or uh, that any musician is starting in on the music side of things on Twitch, that community is very open and uh, willing to help, and it's beautiful. Um, way better than the video game side of things, um, and definitely uh, cooler than more of the just chatting. Um, sort of stuff and i i look forward to see how it grows i mean my parents in particular are able to watch me perform like pretty much any time they want to now uh and there's a lot of people that i grew up with that have the same sort of sentiment they're like i can't go to your show but i'm like well now i'm on youtube and i'm on twitch and you can watch me from the comfort of your easy chair yeah i I do the same thing with my pop you know i mean Mm -hmm. my my dad's like you're doing what how do I do that? Because you know, he's like podcast. What's podcast? Like, yeah. dad, if you don't want to mess with that shit, just go to YouTube, man. <laughs> you <know? Right>, right. <laughs> just go to YouTube and type in my, my, my logo or whatever. Right. I'll have, I'll, I'll, I'll have your, uh, you know, I'll have your mom do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> my dad, my dad uh, has become kind of a staple on our channel because he'll pop in every once in a while and he'll say what up. And then all of a sudden my, the chat just knows it, it, that it's him and they all say, hello. It's Papa and, uh, Logan. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, he gets a kick out of it, especially after we play some sort of like Southern rock song mm-hmm. um, because my dad will chime in and be like, 
hell yeah that kicked ass and i'm like all right dad i see you <laughs> i see you so uh what do you got coming up next and how can people reach you okay well next we have um our thanksgiving stream um which is this thursday uh, we're gonna go up and uh uh, have Thanksgiving dinner with uh, Justin's dad, who is also a, kind of a staple in our in our chat. Uh, he cooks a really big meal, and we're going to do like a bluegrass Thanksgiving sort of thing from his cabin. Um, and uh, but from we the cabin, uh, huh? Yeah, from the cabin. It's going to be really be cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then we have um, set. We do our stream Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday every single week. So this Saturday will be our normal request stream on top of Sunday, but. We have been, uh, they accepted us into the uh, front page promotion right now. Um, so we are in the carousel uh, on the front page every time we go live. So it has been a crazy, crazy, crazy party every single time we've streamed since then. It's been about a week, but on Sunday night, we had close to 6,500 people watching us. Oh, wow. Um, and it because was usually uh, when I'm in there, you guys, are, you know, two, 300. Yeah. You know, averaged out like uh, that, yeah. but. But yeah, the, it's been really cool, and it's a it's a lot of fun to get to know our community because people are even more hype that are normally in our chat. Um, and we encourage people to come on and say hello and and uh, get to know us a little bit more. So, awesome, awesome, most definitely. Yeah. And then, um, uh, my final question of the night. Okay. What key takeaway would you like the listeners to get from your time here on the show today? Uh, I would say that um, despite all of the things that I've talked about in the progression of uh, how we have you know, made our Twitch channel what it is today, uh, don't ever be afraid to just do it, fail a little bit, but also reach out to other content creators, um, even the ones that might seem to be successful uh, compared to maybe your startup, uh, because uh, especially with people like us uh we are very open to talking about how to set things up and setting a standard for being a music streamer on twitch and uh you know that open door policy happens a lot with uh with other content creators so just don't be afraid to to reach out and say hello and ask questions i've found that myself listening to um having conversations with juke and guys like that uh all of you guys say pretty much the same thing is that you're open for helping others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool because there's nothing in it for you other than creating a, you know, a community of people that work together and, and, and a fellowship. It's kind of, kind of takes me back to the nineties when, uh, uh, music kind of did like a revamp towards like this kind of hippie era kind of thing where everybody mm -hmm. was really cool to each other. It's like, you know, um, blues traveler and things like that we're like yeah. getting back into you know we we had the god woodstock you know i mean that oh came yeah back. and it's like before they ruined it with the psychotic mosh pit that kind of got out of yeah, control that, that got a little crazy <laughs> yeah um, you know but but, the, we, uh, but we encourage like uh the the collaboration as well you know mm -hmm. there is that aspect once again danny we have him come and sit in with us. Um, if you, uh, if you reach out to us and it's, you know, appropriate to have you onto our stream, like we would love to be able to back up some of these like solo content creators that have maybe, maybe would love to have a band jam with them 
uh, on maybe their original stuff or like. I did notice you had a young blonde lady on recently. Yes, her name was uh, Colleen Dauncey Music, and she is a. We met her through streaming as well, um, and uh, we we met her out at TwitchCon, and she was like, "Well, I have the freedom to travel, uh, so you mind if I come and sit in with you guys uh, for a little while?" And of course, we obliged and. We're we've had um, Matt Sarez music come and sit in with us. Oh, cool! Um, yeah. uh, he's, he's somebody I'm uh, working on <laughs> catching him at the right time so I can interview him too. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's great. He traveled to Willie Town, and on his way out, he sat in with us in Atlanta. And then I just happened to have a personal trip out at Lake Tahoe for a friend's wedding. And he was like, that's my town. I can get us a gig. And he ended up booking us a gig out at Lake Tahoe where I got to jam with my brother and, uh, and Matt and on this like stage for all my friends, like that were at this wedding and stuff. Sweet. Um, and that sort of collaborative effort is definitely something that, um, that the Twitch community, music community has and is open to. Uh, we're even setting up other people that come and sit in with us as well. Uh, so that way we can just, man, we just want to expand the community and, and make it a, make it a fun experience for everyone. Yeah, you know? uh, I, that's what I'm enjoying. That's what I'm getting. I'm digging doing all these interviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point I would like to do like a satellite thing and meet up with people and you know actually have like a face-to-face -face conversation with you guys like at a live band moment like um wow, what's that place that uh juke goes to i can't remember He's oh the been there mac, for years mac magoos yeah 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 something it, like that <laughs> yeah I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head but it's a really cool place but i would like to visit these places and experience their what they do outside of the twitch world and kind of combine them together Mm -hmm. I, 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 that's a that's another show for another day <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i have an idea for that sort of thing we you know because we have such a um because we have such a standing here in atlanta we've all been playing in atlanta for a long time we know a lot of venues and being able to facilitate a twitch sponsored show uh with a bunch of musicians to all like sit in together and do their stream from the venue it's uh, something I could talk about all day. <laughs> I would love to be able to facilitate it, but it is a logistical nightmare right now. But Well, of course, but you know what? doesn't mean it's impossible. I know. That's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out my guest work and uh, keep creating. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club. A program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello, Vault Dwellers. Join me, Jackson, Sassy Lady Rover, Eric, and the Creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.